0: Welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, and in this podcast, we talk about all things that I am an expert in or have an interest in, such as language learning, health and fitness, global and societal issues, or whatever I feel like talking about on that particular day. All right, enjoy. Hello, everybody. All right, in this episode, I'm going to be giving you some tips, a masterclass, if you will, on how to learn any language within one year, how to speak any language in the world pretty well within one year okay now I didn't uh, I, I didn't use the word like be fluent okay because fluent is a, is a tricky word anyway I mean what is the definition of fluency you know some people might say that you've only reached true fluency when you speak the way a native speaker does in a different language other people might say oh you know you're fluent once you can have any basic conversation and speak in a fluent way in a way that flows even if you only know half of the necessary vocabulary for longer conversations so fluency is a difficult word to define which Which is why I didn't want to use it in the title of this episode, but I'm a believer that you can, with any language in the world, speak pretty well if you study and practice the right way for one year, and I decided I wanted to do this episode because I've done a lot on this podcast. Uh, addressed at native Spanish speakers how to improve their English, but i 've not done much uh, addressed at native English speakers or just English speakers in general who are looking to learn another language so this is going to be kind of a master class now these tips well they 're going to be five tips but it 's almost it 's almost kind of like five steps it 's almost like an order right um, and I did put them in what would be you know kind of an yeah an order from well when you start till once you get a little bit more advanced but um the other thing that I want to add too is you know you might say like Oh, well, what's the easiest way to learn any language in one year? Go to that country, right? How to learn Chinese in one year. And we'll go to Beijing for one year, you know? How to learn Arabic in one year. Go to Amman or Cairo or wherever for one year. I mean, okay, theoretically, that might be the best way to do it. However, however, I do know plenty of people who've lived in different countries for quite a long time and don't speak the language. And I know a lot of people, and I basically include myself in this category, who have not spent much time or hardly any time in a country that they're learning the language of and they speak it pretty well okay so yes it's an advantage to be in an environment in a country where the language is spoken but it's not a requirement and just because someone goes to that country does not mean they're automatically going to learn it you still have to put in the effort okay um, now there's a lot of factors that come into language learning I do believe there is um, somewhat of just a facility not like I don't know what I don't want to say a genetic component but like some of us do seem to have a little bit more of a facility for learning languages, and maybe I fall into that category. Um, you know, but just to give you a background on me. Okay, so um, I'm 34 years old. I'm an American. I grew up only speaking English. Um, I technically started Spanish when I was like 12 years old. You know, in school, like in, in middle school. I didn't really focus on it at all. I could not have had a conversation with anyone in Spanish until I was 20. Um, Then, so now I speak five languages. So in college, um, I actually started learning Arabic. Um, I was really into Middle Eastern studies, and I started learning Arabic. I did a study abroad program in Jordan, where I spent a few months in Jordan. Um, I had studied Arabic for about a year before that. By the time I got back from Jordan, I was pretty good. You know, we could use the word fluent in Arabic. Arabic is a tricky language anyway, just because there are multiple dialects. And anyway, it's it's a tricky language. But you could say that I was fluent by then, and I'm still fluent. Uh, You know, I use that word loosely um, in Arabic. Then after that, I went back and started studying more Spanish. Interestingly enough, I did not really study Spanish in formal classes in college. I had taken formal classes in school, um, you know, in in middle school and high school. Didn't really get that much out of it. Most people don't, let's be honest. Um, You'll notice that my methods here are, are a bit different than the way that it's taught in traditional schools as well. I think that some of the newer, you know... The newer schools are kind of picking up on this are picking up on how it needs to be more interactive as opposed to just sitting there learning like verb conjugation charts uh, but anyways then after that I went back and started studying mostly on my own account more Spanish got very fluent in Spanish within a year or two after that. Um, And then I actually worked as a Spanish interpreter throughout most of my 20s. Um, Did a little bit of interpreting in Arabic and then eventually in Portuguese as well uh, because then I went to Brazil. Um, I started learning Portuguese when I was 24-ish. Um, for about six months before I went to Brazil, spent three months in Brazil. By the end of that, was decently fluent in Portuguese, have continued improving my Portuguese little by little since. Um, I also learned French starting when I was 26 or so, spent a few months in France uh, when I was 27, I guess it would have been, 28, um, and have decent French. I, you know, My French is not great. I also complain about French people a lot because they're a-holes. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's probably a few French people listening to this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, I would say something, you know, can I even remember anything in French? French, je suis désolé, je sais pas, mais ma expérience en France, c'est que les Français sont un petit peu... Yeah, I'm saying, like, I'm sorry, my experience in, in France is that the French were a little bit, like... You know, I don't know. Okay, we won't use any more French in this episode. My my French is not that good, all right? Uh, My other languages are very good. Um, And you could say that I'm fluent in all of them, although I would not really consider myself fluent, fluent in French. For a time there, I was decent in it. But you get the point, okay? Uh, The point is, is that with all of these languages i learned you know i I reached a pretty good level of fluency and was speaking pretty well after one year of learning all of them and you know a few of them i yeah i spent time in different countries now i've of course spent time in several spanish-speaking countries but spanish in particular i learned you know i was basically fluent before i ever went to a spanish-speaking country um And so, yeah, I want to give you guys some tips for how you can learn basically any language in the world within a year. Now, uh, of course, you know, we have to address one important thing, which is that some languages have a different alphabet and are way, way different than English. And if this is one of the languages you're learning, yes, it will take more time. Yes, it will take more effort. Now, with that being said, Arabic is really kind of my first second language if that makes sense. All right. Like, I mean, yes, I had gotten exposed to Spanish first, but Arabic is the first one that I really learned pretty well. And Arabic is almost as hard as they come. I mean, the Arabic alphabet is very difficult. Arabic, just in general, it's a difficult language with pronunciation. Um, It's difficult because of all the dialects. It's tough. Arabic's a toughie. Okay. Um, You know, and there's other languages that you could put in that same category. Mandarin Chinese is probably in that category. Um, You know, I've heard Korean is really hard. You know, I think they put languages like Russian, for example, kind of in like the middle category. Like, if you're from a native English speaking background, languages like Spanish and then even French, you know, I could say all the Romance languages, you know, Italian, Portuguese, whatever, are kind of in the not too hard category. You know, I'm not sure about German. German might fall into that as well. Um, then you kind of get into languages like Russian and maybe Greek, I don't know, which are kind of in the A somewhat challenging category, which takes a little longer. Like with with U.S. government agencies, you know, they have, like, timetables on how long it's supposed to take you to reach fluency in a certain language. And I think for the really tough ones like Arabic, Chinese, Korean, whatever, you know, they say it will take probably more than double maybe three to four times as long for most of you to reach a, a good level of fluency in the language compared to like in spanish if you're starting from scratch just because spanish is close enough to english um uh, you know it's the same letters how hard is it to understand you know when when the letters are the same it's written the same um and spanish just in general is not a particularly hard language to learn when you compare it to the rest of them out there um but anyway, uh I'm still a big believer that you can learn basically any language within one year and get to be speaking it pretty well. So, um yeah, how do we do it? Okay, so my biggest first tip, and this is how I would start for most people... Uh, I was going to kind of order these in like the order of importance, but I decided to do it in more of like a chronological order. Like, how do you start? Okay, in my opinion, the way that you start is you need to memorize some basic phrases. You need to memorize a series of basic phrases, and it and it helps to actually s- to see them written out if, if you can do that. This is particularly true for the languages that, that have a similar alphabet. You know, the Spanish, is Portuguese, Italian, French. Yes, I know they'll have some different characters, some accents sense on some of their letters, things like that. But essentially, it's the same alphabet, okay? If you're a native English speaker, you can read Spanish, all right? You just, you have to, you know, learn that the, you know, the N with the little whoop-de-whoop on top is ñe, okay? You know, Niño, right? Niña, stuff, stuff like that, all right? So you figure that out, and then you go. Now, languages that start off with a different alphabet, you need a system to figure out how to do the alphabet. So like with Arabic, for example, what I did is I was using a system where for every Arabic letter, they have... Uh, an English, like an equivalent English letter or two letters that makes that sound, and it's a bit tricky because you know the Arabic language sounds it's very different. Okay, you're using a totally different part of your, you know, you're using the back of your throat essentially, as opposed to the front of your throat, which we use in English. That's why in Arabic, for example, you hear all these, and and you know sounds like that, right? And it's like, what are they doing? They're hawking up loogies all day long, uh, but they use a different part of the throat. It's just it's all different. Uh, but anyway, so you need to find a system where you can essentially use English letters to represent the the letters that you're learning in that new language. This is, in my opinion, the best way to do it. Yes, you will be learning at the same time what those letters mean in that totally foreign written script to you, whether it's Arabic, Chinese. And now, I don't have much experience with Chinese. I, I do know a little bit of the basics of Chinese. I was going to study it for a while, and then I was just kind of like, ah, this ain't for me. Um, I've heard from people who have learned Chinese that it's actually maybe not even worth it to really understand the alphabet. I'm not sure how you would you would learn um you know i'm not sure how you would really properly learn without learning the alphabet but i know they have is it pinging in chinese i can't remember what it is but it's like essentially written chinese with english letters if i'm not mistaken but anyway okay so yes on on um languages that have a different alphabet it, it's a bit trickier obviously even to get started but you figure out a way to make it so that you're learning how to pronounce the basic words and phrases and the best way to do this nowadays Ten years ago, I would have said through a book. Okay, just get yourself, like, a book. Like, you know arabic for dummies or beginner's guide to spanish or whatever nowadays i would say to use the internet i would say to use a website that has the basic phrases where you can click on a button and it shows a native speaker pronouncing how do you pronounce these phrases with a native speaker okay obviously you have the translation alongside shows you how to pronounce it and you go from there but you need to be listening to the way native speakers are pronouncing words in order to make sure you're getting your pronunciation as close as possible okay so what do you do you listen to these words and phrases that the native Speakers are saying it should be a group of the most basic phrases. You know, hello, how are you? Hola, ¿cómo estás? Buenos días. ¿Dónde está el baño? Blah blah blah. Okay, like, where are you? How I has the bathroom Where's the bathroom? Blah blah blah. You get all the basic phrases. Okay, all of those basic phrases. Okay. Learn those basic phrases, practice them slowly, listen to a native speaker pronouncing them, and I want you to go through those on a daily basis, okay, for at least 10 minutes or so per day, just that way you get used to pronouncing some of the basic words, and I want you to, you really do need to start memorizing some of these basic words. And the quickest way to do that, in my experience, is by seeing the words written down. This is why I advocate for, advocate for you using a resource that shows the words written out. Okay, it's much easier for you to remember How to say, you know, donde esta el aeropuerto, where's the airport, it's much easier for you to remember that, at least in my experience, if you see all of those letters written out, okay, D-O-N-D-E space, E-S-T-A, whatever, right, donde esta el baño, donde, donde, como estas, how are you, right, much easier to figure it out if you can if you can see the c o m o space e s t a s we memorize things a lot quicker when we see it written down in my experience with languages okay so you want to be doing something where you see the basic words and phrases written down it's going to help your memorization and where you get a native speaker pronouncing these words. That way you can know that you're pronouncing it at least somewhat close to the right way and you're training your ear at the same time, okay? So this is how you want to start off with the basic phrases. And it doesn't really matter that much which resource resource you use. There's Especially for the more common languages, there's thousands of things you can find on the internet. Uh, just Google basic Spanish phrases and you'll get something that's decent, all right? Um, and, you know, there's thousands of different resources you could use. And this is another big thing for me is you don't need to use... like it's not that much about which resources you use. It's more about how you use the resources, okay? And you could use language learning apps, things like that. Some of them are very good. They have ways for you to do this. They'll, you know, put things together in a more structured way for you, maybe, than just a random website. Um, Either way is fine. It doesn't matter that much what the resource is, but you need to know how to use the resource, okay? So that's how I recommend that you start. Now, uh, the, the next key tip, okay, is just understanding how to... Learn proper pronunciation. Because if you were going to, like, if I was going to tell you the order of importance in, like, three main components of language learning, which would be vocab- vocabulary, pronunciation, and grammar, that's the order that I would put it in. I would still put vocabulary as more important than pronunciation, and then I would put pronunciation as more important than grammar. Because there does come a point when you just, you do need to have... If not, you know, all of the words down. You do need to have a solid vocabulary just to have conversations with people in general. Whatever you're trying to do uh, when you're communicating in your new language, so you do need to find the right way to memorize vocabulary. And like I said, I think that starts off by practicing the basic phrases daily, and then adding more vocabulary to those basic phrases. See, this is a key concept: is when you're, you know, once you've mastered some basic phrases, then it's time to go in to some new vocabulary words and start adding those words on to basic phrases, okay? So, you know, you could just add things, you know, onto the, you know, like, donde esta, like, where is, you know, donde esta mi amigo, where's my friend? You know, you, you you add all of these new words that you, that you are learning onto these basic phrases. Where's the bus, donde esta el autobús, or whatever word they're using for bus, depending on the Spanish country you go to, right? Um, but you start adding vocabulary onto these basic phrases practicing out loud, pronouncing the new words as you go, and I'm kind of deviating from my second tip here, but the second tip, and really the second step in the process, is to pronounce all the new words you're learning very slowly, okay, I already talked about listening to, you know, a native speaker pronounce things first, but whenever we're learning a new language, particularly if it's one, like I mentioned, like Arabic or something that's, you know, uh, far away from English, just in terms of pronunciation and everything it's very important that you start off speaking fairly slowly when you're practicing these new words just because it's it's almost like playing a sport have you ever played a sport and like you're learning to play baseball the first time you swing a baseball bat where you don't have very good technique okay you don't know what you're doing you have to practice it a little bit slowly get the basics down and get the technique right when you're learning a new language and speaking new sounds you need to be doing it the same way okay because you're moving your tongue you're moving your your lips you're you know t- touching your your tongue to your teeth in a different way you'd be surprised like when we get technical about it every letter every sound that you make in any language there is a specific thing that you're doing like when i'm speaking in english right now i'm doing very specific things very specific movements with my mouth my tongue you know all of the, everything that's related to how the sound comes out okay it's all very specific now as children when we're learning our first language this comes fairly natural because we just listen to our parents and we just learn how to do it however when you've been only speaking one language let's say for 20 30 40 or even more years you're very accustomed to moving your mouth in a certain way. Once you get into a new language, now you have to learn how to move your mouth and all these muscles and parts of your body that I just talked about or parts of the mouth in a very different way, and it takes some time. That's why you're going to want to practice slowly. When you practice slowly, that's how you can learn to do it the correct way. If you try to practice too fast... You're, just, you're not going to get the pronunciation down. You know, I have a friend who's he's a master at, at pronunciation in second languages, and this is always his tip. I've listened to him do it, okay? He'll sit there and practice very, very slowly, just practicing really slowly with the pronunciation on, on every new word. And this is even when he gets a bit more advanced in the language. He still sits down there and practices new words very slowly. Imagine you are practicing every word with perfect pronunciation very slowly that way you get it exactly right okay you get my point so practice your pronunciation slowly model yourself after native speakers there's tons of different ways you can find audio buttons on the internet you can use Google Translate and it'll have an audio of a native speaker saying the word that you put in there all right next big tip and this is just at whatever stage you're at in the language learning process but it's digital immersion okay in digital immersion you change everything You possibly can into language, okay, if you're learning Spanish, you put your phone in Spanish, you put your computer settings in Spanish, you put everything in Spanish, you put, I mean, think about this, we live in a digital world where these, you know, AI and everything is talking to us throughout all hours of the day, this is a huge advantage when learning a language, especially if you've gotten past some of the basics, and you have a decent little amount of vocabulary, then you switch your phone into Spanish, and yeah, it might suck a little bit at the beginning, because you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm looking for settings, where's settings? Ajustes, okay, what is ajustes? Oh, that means settings. Like, when you change things into the the new language you're learning, all of a sudden, number one, you're getting reinforcement all day long. You're getting reinforcement of some of the basic words, right? So, like, I don't know, maybe on your phone you might have, like, what does that have on your phone? Like you know, for weather it might say like tiempo or clima. For like date and time it might say fecha y hora. You know, like if, if this is Spanish, for example, you're getting all of these these little daily you know day to day words are being reinforced because you're right. They're right in front of your face, right? If I'm looking at my computer right now, instead of saying Friday at 11:45 a.m., it's going to say viernes. 11.45 de la mañana, right? You're getting all of these things. It's just, It's repetitive because ultimately language learning is a highly, highly repetitive thing, okay? Learning new vocabulary in particular requires a lot of repetition. This is why some people will give you the tip of... Going around your house and putting post it notes on everything, you know, yeah, that can work. I mean, your family might think you're loco for doing that, but like you can do that as well post it notes on random things. But I like digital immersion nowadays because so many of us have our faces stuffed in phones and computers all day long. You change the, the language in that into the one that you're learning once you've picked up a little vocab, now it really starts going faster. So change everything. Put yourself in a digital immersion environment, as I call it. And yes, if you have the opportunity to travel or spend some time in a new place, Place where you know they speak the language well that's even better to do it that way but we don't all have that opportunity and that's fine you can still learn very efficiently now there's of course lots of online resources you can use some of which are free which i would encourage where you can you know meet up and speak with native speakers um there's i mean i'm just this isn't even part of my five tips but i'm just throwing stuff out there there are language exchanges um with most of the major languages spoken you know, in pretty much every major city you can think of throughout the world, there are lots and lots of different ways that you can practice. You can be more exposed to the language. People, native speakers or other, you know, non-native speakers who are learning the language, can practice with you. So seek that out. Seek out real immersion opportunities too. But the digital immersion is what you can do on a day-to-day basis to keep improving. All right. Now, um, you know, the next tip, and this is as you get a little bit more advanced, uh, but it goes along with the digital immersion, is follow content that you are in interested in in that language okay uh, and this i mean i'm a huge advocate for music for example it depends on the type of music like yeah sometimes if you're just listening to like a you know if you if, if, well I mean you probably don't, but like if you happen to be learning Spanish and you love like, you know, yeah, I want to hear those like Mexican ranchero like love songs. They're not even love songs. They're like, you know, She broke my heart type song. You know, it's like, yeah, Ella me rompió el corazón y estoy en el bar, you know, like she broke my heart and now I'm at the bar. There's like millions of these, right? Like I'm drinking cervezas for hours and hours. Like like millions of those like mexican songs so if you happen to like those and you're learning spanish great do that but there's tons of different music you can find in any language and like listening to the lyrics of songs singing along with songs when when you're in the shower knock yourself out okay this is a great way to keep improving your ear and improving your pronunciation but i mean more than that there's just thousands of resources you can use if you happen to like to read which i don't really read nowadays anymore but you know get books in the new, in the other language read some articles on the internet in the other language watch netflix shows watch soap operas telenovelas alright and i know it sounds like i'm talking a lot about spanish here but like who doesn't who doesn't love just like sitting there on like a night when it's like cold outside maybe you live in the northern part of the u.s. and you're like you know what i'm gonna watch some hot chicks or some hot hot dudes on a telenovela right it's funny cuz I was talking to someone the other day about this. And like she was telling me she's like yeah okay so she's from a different part of the world. I won't get too into the details, but she's not from she's from the yeah, an eastern part of the world let's put it that way, right? and you know we were talking about um mexican telenovelas and and she's like yeah mexicans are so hot i'm like you don't know enough of them in person <laughs> like i love mexicans but like they're not that hot on average all right <laughs> anyway they're usually like nine inches shorter um and not quite as well shaped as the ones that you see in the telenovelas but um, anyway knock yourself out with some telenovelas all right um but there's tons of other content use subtitles subtitles is a whole other topic i'm an advocate for in general using subtitles there are specific Ways that you can do it, but they are useful, especially if you do it the right way. But the point is, watch content. Heck, you go on YouTube, and you can you can literally learn things. Like once you get a bit more advanced with the language, you can kill two birds with one stone by like watching a YouTube video, learning something on YouTube, or even via podcast. Really, like I love podcasts. And yes, this is a little bit more advanced because you have to have a pretty good level of understanding to really immerse yourself in a podcast. I mean, I would say you need to. There's almost you know I don't know if anybody else who's learned languages out there is this and this, there's almost like a point. There's like a threshold point that you need to reach. And you probably will know what I'm talking about if you've been here, where it's like one day you felt like you'd been studying for a while, months and months and months, and you're like, oh, I'm just still not getting it. I just don't get it when these people talk. I just don't understand. I feel like I know a lot of vocab, but I don't understand. Like, why do I not understand? And then it's almost like overnight, it's like all of a sudden, like something clicks and you understand like way more than you did before. You feel like you went from understanding like 20% of it to like 70% of it within like a matter of a couple days. You're like, I don't know what clicked, but my ear just turned on and now I just hear things better. I mean, maybe it's not that drastic all the time, but I think some people will know what I'm talking about. There's like a moment where it's just like, Boom, the hard work is now paying off, and now I just understand it. My ear is just in tune with everything. Because honestly, you can, you can know a lot of vocab, like a lot of vocab in a language, and still not understand the spoken version of it that well, depending on how much slang they use, depending on just the slight differences in the way they might pronounce words or string words together right? Um, But believe me, there is kind of a point when you're just like, boom, now I understand a lot. And once you get to that point, even if you're not that great at speaking yet, once you understand more than 50% of what they're saying, when they're even when they're speaking in just like a fast, normal way. Once you reach this point, boom, you're ready for anything. You're ready to watch all the shows you want. You're ready to listen to podcasts. Yeah, some will be harder to understand than others, depending on how much slang they're using. But you get the point. Just follow things that are interesting to you. Follow things that are of interest to you. And this is the beauty about 2023, okay? We live in a world where we have so many different resources available that you can follow. Now, Last tip, and this goes throughout all parts of the journey, is speak every day. Practice speaking every day. Believe it or not, the reason this podcast is called, well, the reason this brand is called Keep Talking, and I've talked about this before, is, you know, it goes back to my friend in Colombia who has an English school, but, like, Keep Talking, that is literally like pun intended in order to learn how to be you know, fluent in a language and speak a language. Well, you have to keep talking. You have to keep talking every day. Okay. Now at the beginning, you can't speak much. You might know three phrases the first week. Okay. You learn three phrases and you repeat them over and over for 10, 15 minutes a day or whatever. It looks kind of silly at the beginning, but you do need to be speaking out loud and you do need to be trying to use complete sentences and complete phrases as often as possible, even right from the get go. Uh, Then as you advance, like I said, you just keep adding more vocabulary to it. So there's lots of ways that you can speak, okay? You can obviously practice with other people. Some of these apps have ways that you can practice on them speaking out loud. Or, you know, if you don't have those opportunities, I'm an advocate for finding a quiet room, a quiet space where you can sit by yourself. You're not going to bother anybody 10 minutes a day and practice speaking. Practice speaking the, the, the phrases that you know, the new vocabulary that you're learning. Okay. Ultimately, when you practice out loud, not only does that improve your ability to pronounce the words, but that improves your memorization of the words as well. And for all those language teachers out there who tell you, Oh well, it's not really about memorizing words. Tell them to shut up. Okay, it, it it is about memorizing words. It's just it's like they don't like to use that sort of. You know, language to describe it because they mean that you shouldn't be sitting in a book just looking at words trying to memorize. Well, yeah, that's correct because that's not the best way to memorize words, okay? But ultimately, all of us in our native language probably have memorized twenty to 30,000 words. I mean, I think they say you need to have like 10,000 words in your vocab roughly to be fluent, quote unquote, in English. But we do memorize words. We just do them by hearing them and using them in a context, okay? Um, and so when we learn a foreign language, no, we don't want to just sit there and try to be reading off of a vocab list and memorizing, quote unquote, that way, but we are memorizing words, okay, and we memorize words faster when we see them written down, like I mentioned at the beginning, when we write them, if you can write them out with a pen and paper, that helps as well, and then when you speak them, okay, literally, I kind of like, when I'm learning new vocabulary, I kind of like, think through the letters in my head while I'm speaking it and practicing it, if that makes sense. Like a visual. Um but anyway, there you have it. Those are those are my big tips. Okay. You gotta speak every day. Even if it's only five, ten minutes, you should be speaking the language every day. This is how you're gonna keep improving and improving your fluency because there's lots of people who will, you know, be getting somewhere in a language and then they'll like take a few months off and be like, oh my God, I'm almost back to zero. Right. Now, we don't totally lose it, because I've been in this before. I've had periods where, especially with Arabic and French, I'll go like six months without using it or listening to it hardly at all. And then it just takes a few days to a few weeks to get back in the groove once you need to, and you're like, oh, I'm good. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of like riding a bike, not exactly. But anyway, um, but, you know, you'll know, you see people go on and off with languages a lot. But if you just kind of gradually progress every day, you'll get it, okay? Now, one thing that you'll notice if you listen to all these tips is I did not particularly mention grammar that much. I think that grammar is overrated and overtaught or at least taught in a wrong way a lot of times in schools with these verb conjugation charts. Conjugation charts. I mean, first off, it's boring. Nobody wants to sit there and do a verb conjugation chart. We want to talk. We want real live interaction interactions and situations. Now, I think that grammar is learned in a more natural way. You will learn grammar uh, as you just master the basic phrases in a phrase book and as you listen to more native speakers speak and you interact with more native speakers, okay? When you were a kid, if you learned English as your first language, did you study verb conjugation tables in English? No, you didn't. Your parents just talked and you just mock them you just learned how to speak the way they speak hopefully they speak with proper grammar and that's another funny point too because like as native speakers of a lot of languages we don't even use perfect grammar that often but yeah obviously it it is important at some times to have proper grammar um but it's not it's not a deal breaker not having the right vocab or having poor pronunciation is more of a deal breaker than your bad grammar Okay, you can get away with bad grammar in a lot of situations. You can still communicate with people and still understand people, even if you don't understand grammar that well. And like I said, if you do my methods, you will get pretty good at grammar anyway in most of these languages. Okay, so there you go. Those are the tips just to, you know, remind you again. It's start off, you know, memorizing basic phrases that you can see being, you know, written down and get pronunciation of. Um, It's pronouncing things very slowly. It's digital immersion or any other immersion you can find. It's following content that you like in those languages. And then it's speaking, practicing speaking daily, little by little. Okay, all right, there you go. I think with that you can learn basically any language. Speak it pretty well within one year. All right. Love y'all. We'll talk again soon. Peace.